Warning. The program you're about to hear is absolutely filthy and thoroughly disgusting. Furthermore, listening to it will immediately turn you into a bottom. Bottom. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Watch me shove this beer can up my ass. I'm proud to declare the Adam Sank Show and his ass open to the wind. Ass open to the wind. This is fuckery. This is all fuckery. <laughs> fuckery, fuckery, fuckery. Powered by DNR Studios. And now... Give a warm round of applause to my friend and yours, Adam Sank. Yes, cock-a-doodle-doo, bitches. Welcome to the Adam Sank Show. We are not live today, but this is a brand new episode. If you Turn the music down if you're listening at 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, April 16th, 2022, here at DNRstudios.com or the DNR Cast app, the only place to hear this podcast live and throughout the week it first airs. Leave us your ratings and reviews at Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen. Email me, me, at adam at adamsank.com. Call and speak to us live on the Ass Hotline anytime you want. The number is 804-TALK-ASS. That's 804-825-5277. Like the Facebook page, download the comedy albums, get your official Ass merchandise at adamsank.com. Please get vaccinated and boosted if you haven't already done so. And here on the Ass, we stand with Ukraine. Hello, Instagram Live viewers. You get to watch uh, part of today's show, but we will be turning you off at some point. If you want to listen live, you can subscribe at dnrstudios.com. Today, you guys, our guest is uh, an icon. He's a gay icon. He's someone I've always wanted to have on the show, and he's finally going to be with us. Johnny McGovern, also known as the Gay Pimp, will be joining us live through the magic of the internet uh, later in the show. But first, it's time to introduce everyone's favorite chubby chorizo, my co-host, Steve Cesaro. Hello, everybody. It's so nice to be back. Oh, there's the applause, Steve. The studio audience was delayed. Steve, I understand that you spent this morning spackling holes. I did. So, you know, my husband is a very nice and thoughtful person, and he thought, I'm going to... Um, clean and spackle holes and paint um he had to take an unexpected trip out of town so he asked me to go so i woke up at 5 30 this morning drove in was at my apartment at 8 30 and have been spackling holes since god bless you and how do the holes look how does your hole look my hole you know it's pretty good these days it probably needs a little sugar in but you know i can do that later have you done the sugaring i used to do it all the time and then you know, the crowd that I go to, they like... Um, they like a hairy hole. They like a hairy hole. Yeah. I like a hairy hole. I don't like a hairy hole. And I don't really need sugar there because I'm not that hairy. But I do want to um, sugar my balls and try that out. Hey, JB, you're on camera now too. Hello. JB, uh, the queen of fuckery, is here adjusting Steve's microphone. And um, all right. So, hey, say hi. Oh, hi. Say hi to the listeners and the viewers. Hi, listeners, viewers, Instagram hoes, bitches. You <laughs> Send me dick pics. Thank it's, you. Buddy. Today we're going to be working on JB's <laughs> microphone technique. Since uh, several people have complained about apparently it. Apparently so. I, I try to be super nice because I don't want my levels overpowering yours. And in my headphones, they sound loud. And that's why I always keep myself I think down. part of it is you speak fast and you also oh. don't enunciate all the time. You're right. So, yeah. <laughs> that combined with not having your face up to the mic can be a problem. All right. I'm back on camera. Okay. So, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, but I want to just start by saying I thought everyone already knew this because I put it all over social media. But I know some of you, like Gail, are not on social media. So I will just say Patrick and I broke up. It's okay. Oh, no. We're still friends. Dun, dun, dun. It, <laughs> it happened right before our Florida gigs, which meant that I had to do five shows with him and pretend that we were happy and in love boyfriends when actually we had just broken up. That was surreal. But we got through it. Thank you to everyone who came to see us, by the way. We had wonderful uh, crowds in uh, Wilton Manors. And, um, yeah, it sucks. Uh, we're, both in, uh, we're both heartbroken. But uh, we are friends. He's a great guy. No, one's, uh, no one is, uh, is an, a villain in this situation. So, yeah, enough said. Um, I want to get into recommended viewing, and I want to start with you guys because I'm going to say a lot about mine. So let's yeah. start actually with the very clear-spoken JB. Wait, we start with Gail first. I hate this segment. <laughs> Who gives a fuck what anyone else is watching on TV? This shit sucks. Thank you, Gail. Okay, JB, what's your uh, recommendation this week? Oh, hi. Okay, so <laughs> you guys, I've been watching a lot of cartoons lately. Mm -hmm. and what a I surprise. Found, yeah. 
I found recently one of my old show favorites, a code name Kids Next Door, and I've just been binge watching that. A code name Kids Next Door. It's wow. about kids fighting adult tyranny. Oh. <laughs> Very timely. Yeah, right. Where is the, Where does this air? Uh, you can watch it on HBO Max because hmm. apparently yeah, that's where Cartoon Network puts all their cartoons at. And I didn't know that, so now I'm just binge watching a whole bunch of cartoons. Muy interesante. Thank you, JB. Chubby Chorizo. So I have two. One could potentially be problematic. The other one is fun. The first one is um, Todrick Hall's Video Queen. On, uh, I know. It's just so good. It's three minutes, three and a half minutes of fun music. The music video is awesome. YouTube. Todrick I hate Hall, her. Queen. Next. I hate her too. The next one is called The Dropout with Amanda Seyfried. And in a tale of ambition and fame gone terribly wrong, Elizabeth Holmes develops healthcare technology oh. that puts millions of patients at risk and loses everything in the blink of an eye. Yes, this is one of these true crime uh, docu-series yeah. about Elizabeth Holmes, who was this uh, really unqualified person who um, d- announced that she had this invention where basically you could test one spot of someone's blood and learn their entire yeah. um, medical conditions and any health problems. And basically it was all bullshit. Yeah. But she made uh, – she scammed people out of billions of dollars and it's supposed to be a very, very good um, series. You know, after watching uh, Anna Delphi – Yes. <laughs> This it's so bad. It sh- they should have waited a year because that one was so good, and this one is really good. But they both are very specific about their voice and what their voice sets sound like, <laughs> and they go through Elizabeth Holmes. You look poor. You look pa. Um, and then you know uh, Elizabeth Holmes. She used to talk like this, and she would drop her voice, so she'd be like a man. And it was that was a horrible impression. But one of our Instagram viewers, Eddie Going, recommends Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Oh. I've heard that's good. So I want to talk about this new HBO special from uh, Gerard Carmichael. Now, I wasn't familiar with Gerard Carmichael prior to this, but he's been around for a while. This is his third HBO special. So he was an established comedian. He had been on television. I think he had his own show for a while. And the name of this special is called Rothaniel. And during the special, he comes out of the closet as gay. What? To the audience and to the world. And... It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It's only 55 minutes long. It was directed by Bo Burnham, who's a very, uh, very smart and innovative comedian himself. And it was recorded in what looks like a jazz club in New York City with a predominantly African-American audience. And he starts out by saying he's got a lot of secrets. One of the secrets is his first name, which he's never told anyone because it's a combination of his two grandfather's names and he hates it. The special is called Rothaniel, so you can sort of figure out what his name is. But then he's, he tells the audience that he's gay. And I've never seen a com- – first of all, it's not really a comedy show. Uh, just like Hannah Gatsby's Nanette, um, it doesn't follow the rules of comedy. There are a lot of long silences where he's just like kind of going like this, just kind of like looking off to the side or kind of hugging himself or looking down. And also he encourages audience participation in the very beginning. He's like, I need you guys to work this, work through this with me. And I think because it's a black audience, they're comfortable doing that. Like it's kind of a call and response sort of a thing. And some of them throughout the show will yell stuff out and they're not heckling yeah. and they're not trying to mess him up. They have really good questions. At one point someone goes, because he's talking about his mother and how difficult it's been coming out to her and how she her reaction has just been so shitty. And someone in the audience goes, it took you all these years to come out to yourself. Why don't you give her some time too? Aww. And it's like really powerful stuff. And and not everything's a joke. There's not – some of it's not funny. But it is fascinating. And I pulled a, uh, a clip from it. Take a listen to this. Toughest – I'll say like black women were the toughest people to come out to. Uh, but also the most supportive. Uh, I, I'm very, very thankful for all of the – uh, the black ladies in my life, you know, who supported me through that, through all of it, all of it. They're not, they're not homophobic at all. They're racist as a motherfucker. They don't like that I had a white boyfriend. Oh my, see, you see what I'm saying? You, see that you can be gay, but nigga, what? 
Oh, you date white boys? Really? Is that a shock? Surprise, surprise. No more secrets. I'm going to tell you all. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What? <laughs> she feels. You, you heard her say, wow? That's the sound of a black woman that feels doubly betrayed. It's so good, right? And he's so quick. For Instagram viewers who couldn't hear the clip, uh, he says he dates white boys. And you hear this woman in the crowd go, wow. <laughs> and he goes, Not yeah. women. Not one woman. Multiple women. Right. Said, Wow. What? So he goes, yeah, wow. He goes, that's the sound of a black woman being doubly betrayed. Yeah, like, it's so good. You can't, Have you seen it? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it, but I know, I know that feeling. You can't be black and date white people. I'm sorry, you can't be gay and date white people. This, sir, you gotta pick a struggle. You gotta pick a struggle. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, it's fantastic. I highly recommend Gerard Carmichael, uh, Rathaniel on HBO Max. And with that... We have so many new reviews to talk about. Yeah, The reviews have been pouring in. Uh, so thank you all. First of all, the latest one is – I had to figure out what this name meant. It's Out to Play and Oral. Oh. It's Out to Play in Orlando. <laughs> He's out to play. And he gives us five stars and says, amazing show. Love the show. Your guests are amazing. We think a lot alike. My friends and I have some of the same conversations that you and your co-hosts do. JB, listen to this. You must fix JB's microphone. It is so hard to hear that queen. I think he went to the bathroom. Uh, okay. <laughs> this review was on something called CastBox. I've never heard of CastBox. It sounds like a lesbian porn. But it's apparently a place where you can listen to podcasts. And listener Jofer left the following review. The Adam, Shank, the Adam Sank Show, what can I say? It's funny, irreverent, witty, adult, and topical, all while becoming engaging, all while being engaging to the listener. Adam is the consummate host without being too full of himself, unlike some other podcast hosts that shall remain unnamed. Bloop. I'm enjoying Steve's contribution, but missing Ryan. And JB is as delightful as ever. I only wish the show was also video recorded so that we could see you guys and guests while being interviewed, not necessarily live. I'd also enjoy watching an Adam Bears All video podcast. Then he sent me an email on top of that and said, on an improvement note, it's unfortunate so many of your guests get delayed by your remote slash phone system without interviewing them, uh, uh, would interviewing them on Zoom work better? Something to talk about. Also, it's often difficult to hear JB. I'm not sure if it's a tech issue or if it's just that he's too far away from the mic. Maybe he could wear a face mic. Think Broadway stage. So his quips would always be at the ready. I usually listen while sketching or painting in my studio. It is always a pleasure to listen to your show, and I look forward to it. I'll visit your page and drop you a dick pic. I've also co-opted your tagline. If it's in my hand, I'm going to sketch it. And then he included several drawings he had done of penises, what? which were beautiful. And he offered to sketch my penis, which I think I'm going to take him up on. You should. And then when people ask for a dick pic, I'll send them a sketch. <laughs> Here it is. An uh, artist's rendering. I have a couple of things on this review. Please. Uh, what, Adam, Adam has a little side thing. It's called Ass After Dark. Does he do it? No, we'll it's talk been about a long time since I've done an <laughs> Ass After Dark. I apologize. I will get back to them. But uh, to do video stuff, I, I think I can talk on this. As you guys see, we have cameras in the studio. We've been trying to work on them and get these up and running. Um. We're still in the process of doing that, so hopefully, maybe this summer. Yeah, I would love. I'd love for this to be because, and nowadays people like to watch. I mean, unless I like to watch. Unless Adam, you want to be our guinea pig because we do have like a a rental that we're going to use as a guinea pig. But I'm a pig. They're taking too long. But if you want to be our guinea pig to test stuff, I'll be a guinea pig. Let's do it. I'm up for anything. Okay. Next review is from NYC Traveler 2022. Five stars, and the headline is five stars from Vietnam. Vietnam. Stellar podcast to download when traveling. Amazing mix of topics to keep you entertained. Worth checking out. And then finally, I got an Instagram DM from MWANYC who left us a review that I read a couple weeks ago. He wanted me to know he is not a suburban housewife. He was very (laughs) offended that I referred to him that way. He said, I'm commuting right now and listening to last week's show and you just read my review. I am not a suburban housewife from Summit. We did, we did Exactly. <laughs> we did meet at the Summit High School production of Pippin. My sister-in-law is friends with your sister. I was there with my husband. I met Steven's hus- Steve's husband, Lane, at a party once 
of common friends who live in Millerton, that's where Steve used to have his cabin. Yeah. But really, I'm horrified that you thought my <laughs> that you thought from my comment that I was a housewife. Now, as I explained to MWA NYC, I only thought that because I knew he knew me from Summit and mentioned the Elks show, and the only fans I have in my hometown are suburban housewives. None of the men from my hometown <laughs> want to come to see my show or listen to my podcast because they're all straight. So I apologize to you. Finally, one of those three people who I just read reviews from has requested <laughs> a picture of Steve's butthole for the first time. Steve, you say what? Oh, my God. Congratulations. So I was able to connect with this person via a specific app, and uh, I might potentially be uh, hooking up with this person. It'll be great. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. Good for you, sis. Yeah. Uh, that's what it'll sound like. <laughs> I'm much louder. I'm very auditory. So, Steve, did we? what did we say? That the first five people to leave reviews could I, get a butthole picture from you? I think we said the first ten. Right, but they have to identify themselves. One. Why don't you ha show oh. the Instagram viewers a little, a little tease? Just show them your ass crack. <laughs> Excuse me for a moment. This just is, this is how we get the ratings. <laughs> just a little, just a plumber's butt. Some, oh, is, oh, oh my god, oh that's my god. a lot. That's, that's a lot. lot. Now I'm gonna and be. She has a tattoo. I'm probably gonna be banned now. Oh my god, probably. Girl, we're fired. I'm waiting we're for fired. the reactions now. Um, but yes, you guys can see the whole hole. If you leave a review on any platform and send me a copy of the review, email it to me at adamsank.com and ask for Steve's butthole and you'll yeah. get it. No. Okay. We uh, keep getting them. We might, we might extend the, uh, the ass challenge. Right. It, what time? It's already <laughs> 17 minutes after the hour. We haven't done one news story. It's not usually like this, Instagram viewers. Uh, hey, Stone Rose. Okay. Uh, I have a RuPaul's Drag Race story. And we haven't done one since Ryan left the show because, frankly, Ryan was the only one on this show who cared about RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> enough to mention it. But this is a big story because the cast of season seven All-Stars was just announced. And for the first time ever, they're all winners. You're a winner, baby. <laughs> they're all past winners of RuPaul's Drag Race competing against one another. So I thought to honor this historic occasion, we should reach back out to everyone's favorite frost pig and get his reaction. So here he is uh, all the way from Brooklyn uh, with his RuPaul's Drag Race update, Ryan Frostig. Stay. <laughs> Shantae, you stay. That almost worked, JB. All right. Yeah, yeah, almost here, take it away, Ryan. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Guess who? Your favorite frost pig back from the podcast grave to give you my review of the announcement of the new season of All-Stars, which is an all-winners season, which is something that the fandom has been begging for for years, and now we have it. Uh, but unfortunately, we didn't get everything we wanted as far as the contestants. Um, there are some highlights, of course. Uh, the return of Raja from season three is very exciting. She's one of the OG RuPaul's Drag Race queens. Happy to see Jinx Monsoon back as well. Um, but then we have queens from more recent seasons, um, to being Monet Exchange and Trinity the Tuck. And I just feel like we've seen them a lot recently on our television screens and don't necessarily need to see more of them. I would love to have seen Bob... Uh, the drag queen and Alaska Thunderfuck there. I would have loved to have seen um, who else? Well, a lot of the new queens from like the um, international seasons are great. Like I love Carmen Farlala from Espana season one, uh, Envy Peru. So maybe this will be a test run. Maybe we'll see if this is working, if the, you know, apparently no one's going home this season. So that should be interesting. Uh, no eliminations, just a point system to see which queen is the super queen of all winners. Um, I personally would love to see a win from one of the older winners, just because, you know, you got to throw them a bone. But they really have set the, laid the groundwork for these young chickens. So a Raja or a Jinx win would be good for the Frost Pig. Tune in soon, May 20th. Bye, divas. Ryan, thank oh. you so much. I think that deserves an applause. Yes. So nice to hear his voice. It is nice, and it was uh, like pulling teeth to try to get that out of him, but he finally <laughs> did send it. So, uh, Meanwhile, 
also in the news. Uh, well, first of all, there's – oh, did you – you printed out that thing I gave you, right, JB? Yeah, the Edbuck thing is over there at the end. Oh, I see. So we've talked about this many, many times on the show. Uh, Ed Buck, the West Hollywood predator who um, was accused and then convicted of basically causing black men to overdose on methamphetamine in his apartment as part of his like sick sexual fetish, fetish uh, was just sentenced this past Thursday to 30 years in prison. To the outside world, Buck was a champion of causes such as uh, animal fur bans and AIDS awareness. But in fact, he was preying on uh, black men who were at the lowest points in their lives, um, homeless, addicted, resorting to subsistence level sex work into what he called party and play sessions. I don't need to go through this whole thing. We've talked about it a lot, particularly when we've had uh, Michael Rice on as a guest. Um, but Buck is, I think, 67 years old. So a 30-year sentence means he will most likely never see the light of day again. And um, I say good. Bye-bye. Bye, shithead. <laughs> Another shithead who was in the news uh, this past week was Sergeant Miles. Is that a name either of you had ever heard before? No. Sergeant Miles, whose real name is Stephen Miles, uh, was an adult, is an adult video star. Um, some articles I've read identify him as gay. Others identify him as gay for pay. But he certainly made a lot of gay porn. And it turns out he was one of the oh. insurrectionists on January 6th. And not only that, but he actually committed violence against police officers and vandalism on the Capitol building. And guess what? He's now arrested. Bye-bye. Another one. <laughs> arrested and charged with assaulting, resisting, or impeding officers, civil disorder, engaging in physical violence in a restricted building with a dangerous weapon and other related offenses. Um, there were multiple photos and video of him wearing his MAGA hat and committing these crimes along with a co-defendant named Matthew Lebrun who he may or may not have been fucking. Um, here's what's interesting. A couple of interesting things about this. I didn't really know this guy. I, I looked up his porn. He's you know, physically hot. But the day that this story broke, I had two porn stars independently reach out to me and go, oh, my God, I know him. He is the biggest piece of shit ever. Like, <laughs> he was hated in the porn world. Wow. So do we know, can we name these porn stars? Like, I don't want to friends? betray them. But are they good friends? Can we trust their, the right point, can we trust the information that's coming I have no us? reason not to trust okay, them. Great. And it also well, lines up I with the fact that he it. was a fucking gay or gay for pay MAGA insurrectionist. Um, but here's another, here's an example of what a piece of shit he is. After the insurrection, he tweeted about the insurrection and he blamed Black Lives Matter and Antifa for instigating the event. <laughs> So he was there, surrounded by other Trump-supporting assholes, all of whom were white, all of whom were far-right, and he still has the unmitigated gall to go on Twitter and blame Antifa and Black Lives Matter, which is you know, one of the many lies yeah. that the, the, the Trumpies have been saying ever since it happened. It's just so funny. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to do this thing, and then I still am just going to say, it's Antifa, it's Black Lives Matter. It's because all... truth doesn't matter to no. them. But no interest in truth. They can't even admit that what they did was wrong, so they're just going to blame the same story they've been hearing over and over and over. It's ridiculous. Well, and blame black people yeah. for everything. Since the January 6th insurrection, nearly 800 people across the country have been arrested, none of whom are named Trump. More than 250 have been charged with assaulting or uh, impending law enforcement. So I hope he does hard time. And I don't mean a porn movie with that title. I mean, he, I hope he does actual hard time. <laughs> and um, he's a terrible, terrible person. Speaking of terrible people, Jesse Smollett has released a new song proclaiming his innocence. I think he's going to need his first uh, a bumper because we, we talk about Jesse Smollett like every week. You know, we did <laughs> for a while and then it, we didn't for a couple years. And then yeah. suddenly he's back. So like, every week he's going to have his own TV show. It's just even though that he's going to get he'll be a he reality wanted. star. Yeah. He's, you know, and he's going to keep saying, and I'm such a victim. And right. he's going to crying moments with cue music in the back. Yep. Idiot. Last month, he was sentenced to 150 days behind bars, which, let's be honest, it's not a long jail sentence. <laughs> 150 days and three months probation on five disorderly conduct charges related to reporting a hoax hate crime 
Um, he was released after six days. <laughs> Besides, uh, okay, so uh, last weekend he dropped a snippet of a new track on Instagram. It's called Thank You, God. The lyrics go, actually, this is him rapping. I'm not going to try to rap. Um, it's like they're hell-bent on not solving the crime, taking out the elements of race and trans and homophobia that's straight taking lives, but turn around and act like I'm the one that killed the strides. That's not even good rapping, in my opinion. Um, but I can't be mad. Take my ego out. Some people searching for fame. Some people chasing that clout. Just remember this. This ain't that situation. You think I'm stupid enough to kill my reputation just simply to look like a victim, like it's something fun. Y'all better look at someone else. You got the wrong one. But I want to, this goes on, but I want to thank y'all. I know I still got you. This is for the people who kept it real, kept it true. Smollett says in an accompanying caption that 100% of the profits will be donated to the Rainbow Push Coalition, which is uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson's group. Um, Smollett, uh, yeah. Jurors at his trial heard how Smollett colluded with two brothers, Abimola and Ola Binjo Osendero, to stage the attack. The brothers said he paid them $3,500. Smollett claimed the attackers yelled homophobic and racist slurs at him, doused him in a chemical bleach-like solution, and put a noose around his neck. Somehow he didn't notice that they were black men with Nigerian accents. Uh, he has consistently denied faking the incident and maintains he's a victim of the crime. Um, if his appeal fails, he will be likely sent back to jail to serve out the whole 150-day sentence. <laughs> he could only last six days. Poor guy. Have you tried connecting with uh, our friend yet? Yeah, I sent him an email uh, that 1120 still hasn't All right. joined the party. That's so I'm just going to call him by 1130. But yeah, snippets of songs remind me of another black person who I love because I, I love Jesse Smollett that he pulled this and now I don't love him no more. But another black person I gave my love to is Chloe. You guys know Chloe? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she, has, she released a new song mm -hmm. called Treat Me and that's a banger. And I kind of wish I had the goals enough to wear the outfit she was wearing in that video because she was a bad bitch. You could wear whatever you want. Yeah, you exactly. You say that. Yeah. You say that. Listen, big is beautiful. Not saying that you're big. Every type of body is beautiful. Amen, but sister. You say that, but insecurities run deep. You know, just who did we just have uh, that was on Naked Boy singing? Uh, David Hernandez? Yeah. He was just saying, you know, embrace your body. Well, he's also got like a perfect body. Oh. <laughs> a little bit easy to. Uh... <laughs> anyway, um, in other news about terrible people, <clears throat> Laura Ingram, one of those horrible cunts from Fox News Channel who has her own show. How she... is she? constantly spouts lies and uh, pro-Putin propaganda. It turns out she has a gay brother. Did you Seriously? know this? Yeah. She's a gay brother named Curtis Ingram, who has in the past blasted her on social media. I was going to say, please tell me he's not a Trump supporter. He's not. Good. In fact, he just <clears throat> called her a Putin-loving monster. <laughs> Shade. After, the, uh, after Ingram did a segment on her show in which she cited a Breitbart article that accused schools of grooming preschoolers to be LGBTQ, which is one of their new talking points on the right, Curtis Ingram took to Twitter to slam his baby sister for being a Putin-loving monster. He, he tweeted, quote, This is rich coming from my Putin-loving sister who seems <laughs> okay with children being killed in Ukraine. Looks like she has a new trope in hand to further rile and anger her followers. What a monster. This isn't the first time Curtis has put his homophobic sibling on blast. Last month, he took to Twitter to criticize a segment she did about Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill, during which she claimed schools want to sexually brainwash other people's oh children. At that time, he tweeted, My sister has the credibility of a tabloid. <laughs> Spins like this reveal her deep-seated anger, desperation, and complete ignorance of what is actually going on in education today. In the past, he's also called her nauseating and suggested she is soulless. <laughs> Speaking to the Daily Beast in 2018, he said, She's very smart, she's well-spoken, but her emotional heart is just kind of dead. So many dings. You know, I wonder... Do you think she, she's jealous of her older, fabulous gay brother? And so she's trying to find a spotlight because he was clearly the favorite, the favorite gay in the family. I don't know how any of these people sleep at night. I really don't because Laura Ingram's smart enough to know that 
90% of what she's saying is a lie. Oh, yeah. They all know Trump's mentally ill. They all do. They all know that everything that they talk about is is based on lies. Yeah. And they just don't give a shit. It's all about the money. I was going to say, it's money and the influence. that important? It is to some people. You know, until Trump was elected, I didn't realize there were so many evil people in the world. I was very naive. I knew that there were bad guys, yeah. but I really thought good guys were like... 85 to 90% yeah. of the world. Now I think it's like barely 50-50. I still believe, I mean, it's my own, what is it, naivete? Is that how you say it? Yeah, it's yeah. very good. Uh, thank you, uh, ESL. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I still think, you know, like I walked down Innocencia. the street. <laughs> I, I still believe, you know, walking down the street that like, even though the, ass, the, the assholes that might push me out of the way, they'll still pick me up and make sure I'm okay. You know, like, I don't know why. Well, you know, in New York City, I think, and I know people don't have this idea about New York, but yeah. I think we're surrounded by nice people. Like, I think so too. In New York, if anyone's in distress, like everyone yeah. reaches out to help. Except, except uh, this. Uh, what do you call it? Um, wasn't there just a news article where someone was like pushed down, and people just like watched it happen, and no one actually like stepped in? Well, to that help? happens t- sometimes. Yeah. There is some of that. But for instance, this horrific shooting that we had on yeah. the subway, you saw real heroism. You saw people who believed their own lives were in danger. Yeah. And instead of running, they stayed back to, to try to tend to the wounded. And yeah. that's just pure heroism. I had a, uh, a, a guy that's currently painting our house upstate. And uh, he was like, are you guys okay? What, what, I wanted to text you guys and I was worried. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Bizarrely, and you know, disagree with me if I'm wrong, but I, it's, um, I feel like New Yorkers were upset for like five to 10 minutes and then we just went back to our lives. We're like, yeah, it happened. You know, well, but, we were, but you know uh, what? You know. We're so used to just one shock yeah. and calamity after another, like after co after Trump's election and COVID and January 6th, not to yeah. mention nine 11, 20 years ago, it's like, I'm just kind of shock proof. Yeah. Like we're just like, yeah. Okay. Like I hear about it. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah. And then you just go on with your day. Cause what That's else are you going to do? <laughs> What's going on JB? Oh, nothing. He's on the phone. Oh, great. Fine. Uh, Fabulous. He was actually on clean feet, too, but I just got him on the phone. And it was easier to just do it over the phone. So he's on the phone now. We're not going to do him on clean feet? Yeah. We're not going to do it on clean feet. Why? Because I already had him on the phone. And it was just easier that way. Is the connection good? I mean, it was. I, I heard us through his phone line, but I, I wasn't sure if we could hear him through our systems. I didn't want to test that. I didn't want to take the risk. How about the phone? Don't judge can me. We, can we get him on clean feed, please? <laughs> it will be better. We have time. We have time. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do the Southwest uh, Airlines story. So oh. this happened a couple <laughs> weeks ago, but we haven't had time to talk about it. And this is one of those stories that was made for the ass. A man who flew on Southwest Airlines is facing charges and a lifetime ban after allegedly masturbating next to a female passenger for an hour during a flight from Seattle to Phoenix, according to federal documents. You know, at first I thought this was you, and then there was the female next to him, so it could be you. <laughs> a lot of people thought it was me. Antonio Sherrod McGarity is accused of the lewd acts on April 2nd on Southwest Flight 3814. Monstrous and... Oh, wait, sorry. A female passenger told the FBI that... Now, this is a bit of a strange story. She told the FBI that McGarity began to pleasure himself shortly after takeoff when she got photo evidence of him in the act. She also allegedly saw him lick his fingers clean at one point. (laughs) That's pretty intense. After masturbating four times over the hour, the woman said McGarity fell asleep and she was finally able to alert Southwest flight attendants and was moved to another seat. The woman handed over the photos uh, to Phoenix police after landing. When interviewed by the FBI, McGarity told them he did this and did not think the woman minded, saying he thought it was kinky. <laughs> the Southwest spokesperson, spokesperson said McGarity had been slapped with a lifetime ban according to a statement received by the Daily Beast. Now, let me just say. What, Adam? What would you like to say? It's wrong to masturbate on a plane, although I have done it. What? Sure. I mean, I've jerked off in the airport, in the uh, airplane bathroom by myself. And also, I think I told the story on the air once. When I was uh, flying to Vegas once, there was a guy sitting next to me, and we had the whole row to ourselves. And we sort of were, like, playing with our packages. And then at one point, like, we both pulled it out for just, like, a second. So I don't condone this behavior. However, if if I was doing it and the person next to me kept taking pictures and not saying stop or calling the flight attendant, I might think – that he or she was into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't blame him for thinking she was fine with it because you think she would have been like, what are you doing? Flight attendant, this man's jerking off. And since she's like, my OnlyFans needs content, hurry up. 
get more, get more. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yes, he will not be flying Southwest Airlines anytime soon. Oh, you know. So, well, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, it's. Uh, I never have those experiences where, like, I randomly get, uh, you know, people wanting to do things casually, either on the street or in the elevator or on a plane. That just doesn't happen to me. And you, of all people, I know. I mean, you'd be looking for Broadway me. houses, Mister Adam Sink. Are we good, JB? <laughs> um, I think so. He, I can hear on. I hear us on his side. I do you mind if I just put him on, see if we can yeah. hear him? Hey, Mister McGovern, can you hear us? Hi. Oh, oh he sounds perfect. Okay, here we go. Our guest today is a comedian, <laughs> musician, podcaster, and legendary fixture in the LGBTQ world. He first hit it big with his gay pimp persona and hilarious music videos. Then he was a regular cast member of Logo's Big Gay Sketch Show. Then came his acclaimed YouTube series, Hey Queen! He now hosts multiple podcasts on the Gayest of All Time Network, and he's teaming up with OnlyFans star Greg McKeon for a new reality series on OutTV entitled Go Go for the Gold. So please give a warm-ass welcome to the gay pimp himself, Johnny McGovern. <laughs> How's that for an intro? Hey, Queen. <laughs> hey, Queen. Johnny, where are you talking to us from? I'm here from bright and early Los Angeles, sweetie. <laughs> oh, I thought you were overseas for some reason. I just got back. I was touring with Dita Von Tees, uh all across the UK, but I just got back last week. So I'm back here in, in gay-ass West Hollywood. How fun was that, touring with Dita Von Tees? Let me tell you, it's the greatest gig of a lifetime. I'm the MC of the show. The show is so glamorous, so, you know, fancy. I'm in, I'm wearing glitter Louboutins that were custom made because when you work with Dita Von Tees, everything is the highest level of aesthetic. Of it course. Is super glamorous. It's like being a, you know, like the host of a rock concert because her fans go wild. Fabulous. It's really fun. Now, One of my you, favorite gigs. Did you get a lot of road ass? Honey, yeah, that's the whole, that's one of the other greatest parts of going on tour. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. Johnny, is your voice natural? Has it always been this deep? Were you, like, when you were in fifth grade, were you like, uh, teacher, I have a question? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, you know what? It was always pretty deep. And then the years when I smoked Newport cigarettes, uh -huh. I think carved it out even deeper. <laughs> But even though I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, I still got the voice. It's one of the lowest voices ever. It's like in Barry White territory. Do you have a, a big dick to go with it? Because I would hope so. I do. Thank God. Oh, thank God is right. I want to see. You, can you imagine being a six foot five man with a deep voice and a small dick? It would be such a yes. such a crime. I've seen it. It's humanity. really. It's a very. It's a sad thing. And the opposite is. A great thing when someone's like a tiny guy and then they pull down their pants and they got a monster. I mean, claps, claps all around. <laughs> <laughs> it is great to finally have you on this podcast. Um, let's start with Go Go for the Gold and then work backwards because there's a lot of things I want to ask you about um, in terms of your illustrious career. But tell us about right. this new out TV show and what we can expect. Well, Go Go for the Gold is uh, the first reality TV competition show for Go Go Boys. You know, for years, we've celebrated the other stars of the nightclub, which are the drag queens. And to me, uh, you know, as somebody who threw parties for many years and worked with Go Go Boys for so long, I always thought the potential for the other, you know, star of the nightclub, the Go Go Boy, who've always shown a lot of creativity and style and personality um, and have the same amount of drama and, you know, shade and skill and tricks uh, as the drag queens is the go-go boy. So Greg McKeon and I, my uh, one of my besties of all time, who's also one of OnlyFans' biggest stars, uh, we used to throw parties together here in L.A. and he was in a lot of my music videos and, you know, we've just been best friends for many years. Yeah, we decided that uh, we wanted to create, uh, you know, something in the same vein as Drag Race, but for Go-Go Boys. So we put the Go-Go Boys, we have 12 contestants. They come and they're competing for $10,000 and winning the long-winded title of America's number one champion, Go-Go Superstar, Star. 
<laughs> and they have to compete in uh, Star Star in competitions based on you know the types of challenges that Go Go Boys go through. Uh, you know, uh, uh, in their lives, working in clubs, performing in strange spaces or tiny boxes, or for weird audiences. Now, is um, is there a fluffing challenge? <laughs> no fluffing challenge. It's twenty twenty two. But there's plenty of flesh on display, personalities, <laughs> outfits, looks, tricks. <laughs> I'll write one in for you second Please. season. <laughs> now, I understand this show has chosen a very diverse group of Go-Go Boys. They're not all what one would immediately think of when one thinks of Go-Go Boy, right? Yeah, we're definitely giving you the whole spectrum of, uh, of the different types of sexy that we have today. So, of course, you have your traditional, you know, sort of muscular, masculine uh, go-go boy that you would expect when you think of a go-go boy show, but we're giving you all sorts of, of course, it's very racially diverse, and then you're getting, you know, guys from muscle guys to thin guys to bears to hairy guys to go-go dancers who dance in heels and do tricks. Um, we have a trans man in the cast, so it's really diverse, and the guys really bring it. I mean, this cast really brought so many different colors to it. The show is really wild, and they they work it. I mean, I think this is going to be people's new obsession. It's a really great show. I'm excited and about they're judged it. By, they're judged by a panel of the go-go gods, who each represent some of the qualities that make an incredible go-go boy. So you have fantasy, body, dance, and individuality, and each of those sort of qualities that make up a great go-go boy are represented by one of the go-go gods, which include Teddy Bear, uh, Greg McKeon, uh, Jojo Guads, and Adrian Hart. So, uh, And they're tough judges. It's pretty great. Now, I will tell you that uh, I woke up this morning to a direct message from Eddie Danger, who was very yes. very excited that we were having you on the show. And I said, is Johnny a friend of yours? And he wrote to me, I'd say he's more than a friend. He's definitely been a great mentor, and he's absolutely changed my life. And then he told me he was going to be on the show, which I didn't even know. Yes, Eddie is one of the contestants, and he really brings it. Um, I knew I started to know Eddie. I mean, a lot uh, about half of the contestants... I had either worked with before or as a, when they were a lap dancer on Hey Queen or I knew them from the clubs. And the other half we discovered from sort of culling the internet and we also did a big wide casting. So there's a great range of, uh, of talent on display. And let me tell you, Eddie brings it. He brings it hard. <laughs> of course. We've had him on this show. It's one of our most popular episodes ever. I think he has uh, a, a... I love him. He has a perfect penis. He's a beautiful man and he's in better shape than he's ever been. His beautiful shape is definitely on dis on display on the show, as well as his creativity, because these Go-Go Boys bring all of their own looks, and Eddie came with looks aplenty. Yeah, because he's a real um, entertainer. He does tricks and yeah. stunts, and uh, he gives you a whole show. And I think that's important, too. It's, you know, it's one thing to be hot, and sexy and be able to dance a little bit. It's another thing to really, you know, like on RuPaul's Drag Race, they do everything and they think outside the box and they bring new elements to it. So that's what I'm looking forward to in this show. Yeah, this is definitely not just like a hot or not type contest for who has the best body. This is really about entertainers who've been working the clubs as go-go boys who are stars in their own community coming to bring all of that and all those colors to uh, competitive TV, and it is really fun. I mean, the show is great, and the, the challenges are not easy, and the emotions are high. Um, so How many it's episodes? a lot of great eye candy, but a lot of great drama, too. How many? Seven episodes. Oh, I can't wait. Um, Johnny, I want to talk about Big Gay Sketch Show, which yeah. I was trying to remember. Like That's got to be like 10 years ago that it ended 15 years ago it's been a been a minute right yeah it was on um it was on i think from two, it was like three seasons so yeah 2006 or so to 2008 i don't think that show ever got its due because it was Definitely truly not. hilarious and it remains the only lgbtq specific sketch comedy show that i can think of that ever aired on tv uh What's your memory of that experience? Was was it fantastic being in it? 
Yeah, it was a really great experience. It was it was definitely a whirlwind. Um, it was like a, it was, it was quite an experience. I mean, it was like I was at that time throwing parties in New York City and making music videos, and then I was kind of thrust into the high pressure world of TV sketch with the you know head writer of Mad TV and. Um, you know, working as working with Rosie O'Donnell, who was the executive producer of that show. Uh, it was a great experience. And, you know, a lot of stars came out of that cast. Kate McKinnon was in the cast. Yes. Billy Eichner was one of the writers. Um, Julie Coleman Goldman. Domingo, who is on Fear the Walking Dead and in Euphoria, was in it. So is uh, Julie Goldman, who's one of my besties. Uh, she and I really met and became super close on that show. Um, Nicole Payone, who's on the cast, recently re- recently released that movie Friendsgiving. Yes. So it turned out to be a real treasure chest of talents, and, we, um, and it was great. We it, we were you know we were sitting in the in a in a, on a conference room in Viacom, hoping not to get fired for the first like you know three weeks of it, but doing it was was really cool. It was definitely challenging at times, um, and it, I don't think it ever got its due. It really MTV didn't. was and in a battle with YouTube at the time that they were doing it. So none of those sketches ever sort of lived on the internet. Exactly. It's impossible to stream that show. Like, that should be available on Netflix or Hulu or somewhere. Um, and, and you can't find it anymore. And I feel like it wasn't given the support that it deserved. Um, I remember when you guys, when the entire cast came to therapy on the night that I had my, comedy sh- my weekly comedy show there. And yep, it was I remember too. bedlam. Like we couldn't there was no point in even trying to do stand up because there were so many people there screaming and yelling. But it, it, it got a good launch and then I feel like Logo and Logo was also kind of a mess itself. Yeah, it was before Logo found its footing with RuPaul's drag race. So yeah, it kinda just nobody I, I remember think we us all thinking it was gonna be this big smash hit and it just it you know it did well for them, but it never because those sketches never really got beyond TV and never hit the internet. Um, I don't think as many people saw it, and yeah, it's not you can't really see it too many places now, as you can see from the several many one cent checks and residuals that we get um, <laughs> once a year. My two, the <laughs> they'll two, send you like twenty three one cent checks right. for it. The two sketches I remember most: one is you uh, as a bear outside someone's home like there was all these bear sightings and it's just you running around in the woods <laughs> yes yes and then uh nicole peon as elaine stritch working as a walmart greeter i mean and don't forget elaine stritch made an appearance in that sketch yes. and when Nic- when elaine stritch came to the set it was quite the dramatic and incredible experience i mean she was as magnetic and everyone was as obsessed with her as you can imagine and she was improvising her lines not doing the script as written well she never memorized whatever elaine Elaine, wanted to do elaine never she did it sweetie right hilarious i hope that those become available someday um all right i want to ask you about hey queen it seems like there have been no new episodes for over a year. Are, are you are you done with that? Have you wrapped that? Uh, no, Hey Queen will definitely will have uh, another season. I mean, to be honest, this show, Gogo for the Gold, took up my entire life. Um, not only did I create the show with Greg, but I produ- produced it, executive produced it, uh, hosted the show, and I spent six months doing the full edit on the show. I mean, when you're making TV sort of in a lean and mean way, we had uh, something come up where the editor who was supposed to do the entire thing had to drop out and we were on major deadlines. So I plunked my ass down in the studio for six months and learned how to completely put together a reality show. Uh, which was quite challenging. So I've been eating, sleeping, and breathing go-go for the cold for for the last six months or so. And Hey Queen um, is something that I love and still has such a great audience and people that are are into it uh, that it'll be back at some point, probably more as specials, because that drag market right now is extremely crowded. So when we started Hey Queen, we were kind of the only place for drag queens to go. 
uh, where they got a chance to tell their story outside of Drag Race. And now, you know, the minute the show finishes airing on Fridays, they're talking to Entertainment Weekly over the phone. Whereas, like, you know, when we first started it, you know, we were kind of the only game in town. So it, it felt more special. So when we do bring it back, which will probably happen sometime this year or next year, um, it'll probably be a more sort of event specials rather than um, doing, like, 26 episodes for Out TV. Uh, or, you know, really work in the grind of that show. But it's something that I love. And it was difficult to make a transition. My co-host, Lady Red, who is also one of my best friends in the world, passed away. Yes, I'm so and sorry And that definitely that. made it very different. You know, a lot of the work I was doing on Hey Queen was not just for me, but because I loved Lady Red and I always wanted to get her in the eyeballs of as many people as possible. And that sort of made the doing the show... Uh, you know, it sort of created the between the the relationship between the two of us created that world of Hey Queen that people would come into. So uh, doing it without her definitely was an adjustment, and I was kind of excited <coughs> to move on to Go Go for the Gold, which was something totally fresh. Um, but Hey Queen will always be something that I really love, and it'll be back at some point. I'm glad, and I'm sorry, uh, very sorry for your loss. I know that you were very close to her. Uh, you have you have a lot going on. So you've got the go go for the gold. You're now a TikTok star with millions, oh, yeah, millions yeah. of views. Very young and youthful, Adam. I am young. I'm a young Gen Z TikToker. What Listen, can I say, honey? I cannot get with it with the TikTok. I have my, <laughs> I have a TikTok page. I don't know what to put on it. I I watch what other people are doing, and I'm like, I don't have time for this. And and you host multiple podcasts. You've got the go-go show. You've got the TikTok. How, like, how do you find time for all this endless content creation? Like, do you ever just have a day where you don't do anything? Yeah, I mean, that's the great thing about, uh, you know, doing especially podcasts. I podcast exclusively now on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash of all time. And, uh, you know, for many years I did the Gay Pimp and Gayest of All Time podcast out of New York with uh, all of my friends and from nightlife. And I still am connected to all those people. And that's how I socialize with them. I'll call them on the phone and we'll, we'll record podcasts together. You can bank, as you know, you can bank tons of evergreen podcasts. So I bank as many of those as I can. So when I'm super busy doing other stuff, uh, I, you know, I have a chance to breathe. What's your love life? You know what like? it is. We got to keep, we got to keep hustling every minute. Absolutely. What's your love life like? Do you got a fella these days? I'm just actually getting out of a like a five year relationship, so I'm oh, wow. single and I'm um, I'm mingling, mm-hmm. ready to mingle with with <laughs> Dita Von Tess fans. Uh, let me tell you, the tour is a great place to mingle. Good yes, place to get is. over your thank uh, you, Gay Jesus. Your breakup, yes. All right. Well, in the time remaining, Johnny, it's time to play everyone's favorite game: Ask Me No Questions. Okay. Ask Me No Questions. Ask Me No Questions. Yeah. Describe the perfect bottom. Um, the perfect bottom Bottom. was willing to submit to dad. (laughs) Hi. Steve is raising his hand in tribute. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hey, Steve. Uh, Just so willing to submit. Um, What about in terms of the actual ask? Uh, Steve just got moist. He was whispering in my ear. Did you hear that? I did. Yeah, that's right. You little cutie, I got you. Oh, God. I'll slide into your... Cub Mexi will be sliding into your DMs later. Make sure to respond. Sounds good, little buddy. What about in terms of the ass itself, Johnny? Uh, Perky, tight, tight, uh, you know, uh, welcoming. Hair or no hair? I'll take either. Oh, equal opportunity offender. Uh, Okay, man funk, pro or con? A touch of man funk is fine, but uh, Adam, as you can remember, there was an era in New York City where you could go to the fanciest party and the shit smelled like a mega funky underarm, and I'm not about things going too far. I like the touch, a touch of man scent occasionally. I'm but, with you. Uh, we, don't, we don't need to go wild. We don't need to go mega wild. Exactly. I find both with cologne and man funk, the rule is I should be able to smell it only if I'm right up against you. Yeah, if I'm if I'm if I, I when I'm hooking up, I don't like to wear cologne, and I don't want I don't want to smell cologne in somebody else. In real life, I'll spritz on all sorts of shit for being in public, but 
Um, I don't want to smell your stank too hard, and I definitely don't want to smell like I'm at Macy's Ladies Apparel third floor getting spritzed. You know what I mean? Where's the strangest place you ever had sex? Oh, God. I I don't think they're strange. We're from New York City Nightlife. There's all sorts of places. Bathrooms, uh, basement areas, changing rooms. All those things that where you where you when you work in nightlife that you have sex Not that are normal to you, but to other people they're wild. Yes, it's true. I used to get blown in the therapy bathroom right before I would get on stage to do my show. Right, there's a plaque there that says Adam Sank had his dick sucks here. <laughs> That's right. I'm very proud of that. It's the only plaque I have. Yeah, you you've earned it. <laughs> what is your favorite genre of porn? Um I twinks and dads, obviously. Yeah, I like that too, Steve. Depending on you know all and all and the I mean like twinks and dads is having a renaissance. Thank God, right as I've become the biggest hairiest dad I've ever been, it, I, I'm more irresistible to young men because the message has been sent to them through porn that when you see a big hairy dad, you're supposed to make love to them. That's true, fantastic. actually. Thank you for providing me that visual. I hope to experience it in person. Again, you can find me on Cub Mexi on Instagram. <laughs> Steve's getting very worked up over here. I've already started taking off my clothes. God. Johnny, who's All your right. least... Who's... <laughs> Believe me, that's not much of a, 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 of a triumph to get Steve to take his clothes How off. How dare you? I am a lady. Who is your... I'm fine with people who are easy. I appreciate it. Me Thank too. you. <laughs> Sluts are going to slut. Uh, who's your least favorite LGBTQ celebrity? Uh, God, Caitlyn Jenner, I guess. She's a real idiot right now. Good answer. I, I, at this point, I think it's a tie between her and Todrick Hall. Hey. She's a mess, right? Definitely. Uh, I've never actually met them in person, but I do remember them being extremely haughty backstage at DragCon, and I knew. <laughs> if your penis were a vegetable, what vegetable would it be? Uh, a garden fresh extra size zucchini, I guess. Wow. How big <laughs> is it, really? Like in inches? Yeah, I mean, I'm 6'5". But but how many inches? Like are we talking eight, nine, ten? It's up there. Wow. And thick. Yes. Why don't you have an OnlyFans so you can show us all this? I mean, do you know how much work it is to do an OnlyFans? Do you think I could do all these podcasts and then also respond to people's messages that are like, hey sexy? Like that's when Greg and I Greg, I go visit Greg. And he is literally on his phone responding to OnlyFans messages all day long. Now, the motherfucker has probably made a million dollars this year, so he is he, it's a working out for him. But I don't have time to answer questions or send people pictures that are like, which one do you like, ass or dick? Which one's better? I mean, those OnlyFans people work hard I know. for it, the money. Sex work is work. Sex work it's is work. In the DMs that they're working. Yeah. Jo- Johnny, so no you just only fans come see me live. You just got a lot quieter for some reason. Did you change positions? Are you on your back now? Uh, yeah, I'm on my back. I'm getting re- I'm getting ready. I'm jacking off. What happened to his sound, fans. JB? He sounds like he's like ten feet away from the mic now. That's weird. That's so weird. I don't know. Uh, hmm. It could be your headphones. How about now? Oh, yeah. perfect, perfect. Okay, uh, okay, I have an F Mary kill for you. And this is a jo- okay. this is the last question. This is a Johnny F. Mary Kill. So you have to choose between Johnny Depp, Johnny Knoxville, okay. and Johnny Galecki. Okay. Um, fuck Johnny Knoxville. Marry Johnny Depp because I'm fine with old men playing guitars and wine. I'll take all the money and then uh, kill Johnny Galecki because I'm just not into it. That is the correct answer. That is 100% correct. Johnny McGovern, you are a delight. I want to see your show. I want to see your penis. Uh, how can people follow you online? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Johnny McGovern is your daddy. And watch Gogo for the Gold. It premieres this May on OutTV and OutTV.com. If you're in the UK, it's on Fruit TV. Um, and it's going to be wild. Go, go for the motherfucking gold. I can't wait. And please uh, come see us when you're in New York. We want to see you in studio. We want to be able to, to taste and smell that big hog. 
You got it. I'm, I'm ready for you. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Stephen JB, plug Thank yourself. Thank you so much. I am Cub Mexi on Instagram and Steve Cesaro Medina on Facebook. I am Stacky Anarchy 12 only on Instagram. I love you both. We're back next week with the masturbation master known as Milking Coach. <laughs> Subscribe to this podcast at dnrstudios.com or to your ass merch at adamsank.com. Follow me, me on Twitter and Insta at adamsank. And on TikTok, where I rarely produce content at Adam Sank Official, email me at adam at adamsank.com. Have a great week, bitches. Bye. Bye.